Welcome back, Dak. It's time to see the man that rides at the front of the Cowboys quarterback scene back in action. And of course, it's time to get riled up on the Cowboys. You know, we do it every Thursday with my man, Tom Ryle, and your boy, Roy White. You can follow him at Tom Ryle BTB on the Twitter sphere. You can follow me at RW3 there. And of course, you can get all that great content that we provide at bloggingtheboys.com and at Blogging the Boys on Twitter, where you will find us following and updating all of the items, including Cowboys practice in which Dak Prescott has been medically cleared, Tom. So it is time after Dak Prescott did take some limited snaps last week in practice, started the week off to the side, and that was kind of the indicator for you and I that he would not play on Sunday. Well, guess what, folks? All systems are go. It is time for Dak to return. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it looks like great news. As a matter of fact, it's kind of remarkable at this stage to see the injury report that they had. Uh, Not only was Dak listed as a full participant, uh, so was everybody else except C.D. Lamb, who was listed as limited. Don't worry too much about that because he was listed as limited or questionable last week and he came in and played and was the leading receiver again. So not only do they have Dak back, but it looks like they've got just about everybody good to go and are really looking for a bounce back game. Uh, You know, it, it could be an exciting time if things fall into place and work out. But meanwhile, we've got the Detroit Lions who are kind of an interesting opponent. They are indeed. And thank you for mentioning that. We do have a game and an opponent to worry about. And while it is one that from a record standpoint, like one and four, most Cowboys fans might dismiss, it's worth noting that they are one of the highest scoring teams on a points per game basis in the NFL, certainly in the NFC. And unfortunately, while that has been offset by a porous defense, one that has allowed 170 points in just Mm -hmm. five games, you know, it it, it does still spell a little bit, I think, of of nerves for the Cowboys facing an offense like the one that is as talented as Detroit has, because I kind of think it might be the second or third most talented offense they've faced thus far this season. Yeah, that's certainly true. And that's why getting Dak back, might be important because this could be the first real shootout of the season. Um, You know, I'm sure that Dan Quinn might have something to say about that, but we'll be talking about that along with some other things. Cause like every week, I, you know, we come in with some questions that I've posed uh, and I think you might have one or two, you want to throw in too. And, and the big one has to be how ready is Dak Prescott going to be when he steps onto the field? Uh, Everybody's saying like, wow, we got him back. That's great. But remember in that season opener, he just didn't look right. Uh, He was struggling with something. Uh, Maybe it was rust. Maybe he just didn't have the timing and everything down. The the Cowboys, of course, didn't play him in the preseason. And, you know, you could only get so much done in practices, even when you've got joint practices like the Cowboys had a couple of times. so we've got to see not just is he physically ready to go, 
but is he mentally ready to go? And Mike McCarthy made an interesting comment uh, on Wednesday that it's mostly about Dak getting his timing down, which seemed to be a real problem in that season opener. So that's going to be really big to see. Uh, looks like he could have Dalton Schultz back, but remember Schultz just kind of showed up as a uh, uh, someone who was inactive unexpectedly. So I, you know, you're going to have to keep an eye on that. And that means he's going to have to work more with uh, Jake Perskin, Peyton, uh, Peyton Hendershot. He has seen very little work with Michael Gallup because of course Gallup wasn't able to practice while Dak was back during camp. And maybe, maybe this is going to finally see uh, Jalen Tolbert get involved because apparently he and Dak seem to be developing some chemistry back in camp. So a whole lot of things, but we should not just assume that Dak is the answer to everything offensively. Hmm. Well, it's a great question to start with because, I mean, I I kind of do think he will be that. Um, now, I know people are looking at that first game and saying, all right, if we get that Dak Prescott, we have a problem. And I agree. If we get that Dak Prescott, then quite frankly, we're getting the worst version of Dak Prescott that we have ever seen. That Dak Prescott completed just 48% of his passes. That Dak Prescott threw for just 134 yards over about three and a half quarters. That Dak Prescott looked absolutely lost. And that is a Dak Prescott that we have very rarely seen, in fairness. Now, granted, recency bias has us all concerned whether or not that's the Dak Prescott we're going to see going forward. But he couldn't have walked into a better matchup than the Detroit Lions and a team that has given up on average over 30 points a game through their first five games this season. So like on the one hand, I say I fully expect Dak Prescott to be able to step back into this role and look like a more capable quarterback than his backup has over the past couple of weeks, by the way, salute and thank you to everything you did. Cooper rush. We certainly appreciate your efforts and by no means are we diminishing them, but at the same time, we are talking about a different breed of thoroughbred in Dak Prescott. In, again, in my opinion, and to me, I do think we're going to see kind of what we've seen in the past. Now, again, like it's somewhat buoyed by the matchup. He's facing a bit of a cake defense, and this is a team also that's hurting on the defensive side. They're going to be out one of their top cornerbacks, or at least they are to start the week in terms of practice. They could be out one of their top safeties. Um, and so – there's a lot of reason to like the matchup for Dak Prescott and the Cowboys offense, not only the return of Dalton Schultz, but he didn't have Michael Gallup in that game against the Buccaneers. And again, that's probably one of the stronger defenses he may face all year long. So I am beating the drum and I, somewhat like I admit, I kind of have to do this right. Based on what you and I have said in defense of Dak Prescott, like I have to admit if we see problems in this game, for the first time, I will have my own questions. Yeah. Because this well, is the game that really, like, even though he's stepping right back into it, and tell me if you agree with this or don't, right? I think he does need to come out and fire away to not only, A, like, quickly dismiss the idea that Cooper Rush is on his level, but, B, to remind us just of how great he can be. Am I wrong in that? Like, does he need to come out 
with fireworks against the Lions. He certainly needs to win this game. He could not yeah. lose this game and not go a week without us then having to come back to the conversation about Cooper versus Dak. And even I can see well, that as a Dak lover. Well, let's let me kind of break that down a little bit in a few ways. The Cowboys need to win this game. Hmm. One player doesn't win a game in the NFL. It's 11 guys at a time out there. Hmm. And Dak looks like he's going to have a lot of help even when he's out there on the field because one of the bright spots in the Eagles' loss was that the running game was kind of starting to cook. Uh, And if they hadn't gotten down and had to try to catch up late, I think we might have seen even more. Ezekiel Elliott was really good. Uh, he averaged 6.2 yards a carry. That's pretty important. When you've got a running back that's putting that kind of yards up when he touches the ball, then you don't have to rely on the quarterback. So maybe Dak doesn't have to go out and play hero ball. Uh, you know, let him work some short passes, kind of get into the game maybe, and let the running backs help him along and get the the team down the field and try to get some points up on the board. And that, that is something that really matches up well for the Cowboys because the lions are dead last in rushing yards allowed per game. Uh, And so they've got a very porous defense. Uh, This looks like where maybe Elliot and Tony Pollard could go off and don't forget Dak is part of the running game equation, whether it's on a scramble where he turns uh, a a bad situation into positive yards with his legs or on a designed run or maybe a kind of a a run pass option for him. Do you think we'll see any of those? Like we haven't, I mean, in fairness, right. I don't remember a whole lot of those near the end of last season. And we certainly didn't see many against Tampa that went off. Like do do they still consider that a part of their offense? I would like to think they do because I think that makes the most efficient version of the Cowboys offense that is available. But I still have questions about whether or not they consider the quarterback option, the read option specifically as like a viable play for this offense going forward. Am I like, am I wrong there? I think they're going to try it some. I think they need to find out what they've got and let let Dak see if he can still be as effective. And just having the threat of him being able to run, they only really need to let him run at one time. And then all of a sudden that's in the defense's mind. They have to defend against that, mm-hmm. which can open up other things and let him do other things. Now, part of the whole thing about Dak in the past, he's tended to have a bad game and then a pretty good bounce back the next week. That's a, that's kind of been a little bit of a pattern with him. The problem is this is not the next week. This is six weeks later. Uh, so I don't know how that's going to work out. Uh, is he going to still come out and need to work through things for a couple of quarters or not? I don't know. Uh, and that's that is a big question. We're going to have to see when Dak is on the field, what he is, and that's that's something that I, you know, as I said, we don't know the answer, and we're not going to know the answer till we see that come up. Uh, another thing that that really uh, needs to be considered is 
is the offensive line going to continue to hold up the way it has? Remember before the season, we all thought the offensive line was a big question. And then when Tyron Smith got hurt, it became a huge concern. And yet Tyler Smith has stepped in. He hasn't been all pro out there at left tackle, but he has been more than serviceable. He's had a lot of really good plays. Uh, Connor McGovern has held up. Uh, you mentioned Jason Peters. I don't know if we're going to see Jason Peters ever make major contributions or if he's just going to be a spot usage kind of guy, but that has worked out pretty well. And the uh, kind of undersung hero to me is Terrence Steele. You, you don't talk about Terrence Steele because there's nothing bad. To, the only time you hear him mentioned is occasionally somebody say, wow, did you see that block Terrence Steele laid off? That is exactly what you want from your right tackle. He's not getting beat in the pass rush, and he's helping open the holes for the running backs. And, and I think the offensive line has done very well, and we need to credit the, the coaching staff for getting them ready and getting this out of them, uh, and, and they need to have that go up. Don't forget that with Cooper Rush, who is not exactly Mr. Mobility back there, he didn't get sacked by the Eagles. They only were credited with four quarterback hits on him. That is a great day at the office for your offensive line, no matter who you're up against. And, yeah. you know, now the Cowboys are facing a much less formidable defense. So hopefully they can keep Dak protected so he doesn't feel a whole lot of pressure uh, like he would have against maybe in a more formidable defense. That's that could help get him back into rhythm too if he's actually back there with some clean pockets to work with when he does pass. Man, so, well, you know you, all of this. You, you mentioned uh, Terrence Steele. I, I just wanted to give a shout out to like Tyler Biotish in terms of unsung heroes. Like, granted, he's not been excellent, right? He's not been amazing, but to me, the fact that he's only committed two penalties. And over 310 offensive snaps, like that is kind of all I need from him with the expectations I have around the rest of the offensive line. And granted, like we're never really going to mention him unless he's making a mistake. But quite frankly, how many times has his name come up? Not really that many. Yeah, and, and just to kind of state that another way, you can't expect to have superstars at all five positions. What you want is, you know, we've got Zach Martin, who actually kind of didn't have the greatest game against the Eagles, but he's still, you know, just solid all pro material. And then you've got your two tackles are both at worst pretty dang solid. Uh, you've got Biotis holding down the fort, and like you said, uh, we're not seeing him getting castigated for going out there and, and blowing up plays with his with poor performance. And McGovern has been doing his job, and, and that's really about all you can ask for from a from an offensive line like that. So it's it's really you know that that I think is is all positive, and. Again, this is a, a week when on paper, remember, we, we have to say 
it's all just the past record and what we see on paper, which doesn't mean much once the pads start popping out there. But this should be a Detroit team that the Dallas offense can work against, even if Dak has to kind of still be in a little bit of ramp-up mode. And that would be good because I think they are going to need to, to put some points on the board because you've mentioned the Detroit Lions can score. When they're on offense, they're a, a pretty effective team, which is kind of a surprise with, you know, the personality Dan Campbell has. He strikes you as a coach that's going to have a, a defense that's going to go out, go out and want people. But you got to remember the guy's a tight end. You know, that's he, he came from the offensive side of the ball. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Yeah. Uh, so maybe well, he does strike you get... as a knock you in the face, like defensive guy. But also remember, this guy drinks like five coffees every morning, like red <laughs> eyes, and they run more plays and run them at a faster clip than any other team in the NFL. Right. So that also tracks with Dan Campbell and his personality, especially with what we saw from Hard Knocks. Uh, they are a yeah. quick moving offense. They want to get after you. And at least they'll have some weapons there. Like DeAndre's, yeah, uh, you know, DeAndre Swift expected to be back. Um, the Cowboys have had some trouble against the run. And DeAndre Swift mm -hmm. and Jamal Williams like do provide somewhat of a formidable one-two punch to go up against. On the flip side, right? Really, the only pass catch, catching options they have available right now, Amon Ross St. Brown, who, by the way, like has been quietly a top five receiver over the last two seasons. And I don't think yeah. if and, you look at the numbers, that's not really arguable. But also TJ Hawkinson, who is like up and down, has had some huge games and then has had some games where he's absolutely disappeared. Meanwhile, their other two best wide receivers, Josh Reynolds and DJ Shark, are both not practicing as of yet. And this is coming off of a bye, so it's extremely concerning for the Lions to have two wide receivers, assumably your two and your three, both not practicing after a bye week. Yeah, and if they were healthy, this would definitely be a case of strength against strength. The Cowboys' defense, the Lions' offense. Those are the best parts of the two teams. And this is going to be quite a challenge for, for the, the Cowboys, I think, because, uh, you know, while they may have a trouble with the wide receivers, they've done an excellent job 
protecting Jared Goff. Uh, they are tied with for the fewest sacks surrendered in the league with the Los Angeles Chargers. And, you know, the Chargers, that's, I think, partly because Herbert, Justin Herbert does such a good job of getting rid of the ball. Uh, and Goff has only thrown four interceptions all season against 11 touchdowns. This is going to be an interesting thing to do. Are they going to be able to pressure Goff more than he's used to, to being? Is the Dallas secondary, which is, you know, pretty good this year, going to be able to maybe get a pick or two? Uh, they could certainly use the turnovers after a, a very poor performance in that particular category last week. They need to turn that around, which also goes back to Dak's going to have to protect the ball. He's usually pretty good at it, but we can't have a, a, a real – you know, flummox with that because he can't afford to throw throw picks because we saw what that did to the Cowboys last week and probably was the one thing that truly cost them the game. So, you know, that that's something that, that the defense is going to have to do and they're going to have to just be, you know, we, we know they're going to be better than the Lions defense as a comparison, but how are they going to match up on the field with that offense? And this is going to be a very good test, as you said. This could be the second best offense they faced. Maybe, could you say it's possibly the best overall? Uh, if, huh. if they were to get everybody healthy, I mean, may, it, you know? like you could, you could make the case, right? But I don't think they're as dangerous. And the reason is. The Eagles offense had the ability with Jalen Hurts as a running quarterback to effectively nullify Micah, Press, Micah Parsons, to take him out of the game with the read option. And they effectively did that. I mean, they had multiple plays where Micah Parsons was backpedaling to try to make a play because he couldn't decide whether Jalen Hurts was going to keep it or whether he was going to hand it off to the running back. He will have no questions when Jared Goff is back there under center. Right. And it's for that reason that I actually do think the Cowboys will wind up handling this game pretty easily, similar to the way that the Eagles did. Right. They just need to build an early lead, which granted, right, is easier said than done. But it's something they did consistently for Cooper Rush. And it's something that I believe, like, if they get the ball to start, like, I think we could see a wire to wire type of game in which they lead the whole way through because. Dak has that capability to put up offensive numbers, and if he doesn't make a mistake early, then the defense can start to lean on Jared Goff just a little bit. And while I know they have been impressive protecting him, they haven't yet seen a pass rush that I think rivals what the Cowboys can bring to the table. So I, I do yeah. still give the edge to the Cowboys in that regard, right, uh, overall, because I think of how the game script is going to go. I think the Lions are probably going to be playing this game trailing the odds makers say that is the case, having the Cowboys open as a seven-point favorite, knowing Dak was returning. So all that plays in the Cowboys' favor, and it's why, like, I guess maybe there is even a little bit more pressure to make sure that they do win this football game because as tough of, of an opponent as it may be on paper, right, from an offensive standpoint, they're one and four, and it's a game that you started the season thinking you would write off as a win – and you got to feel like going into week seven, you still feel the same way. Yeah, it's, it's, 
you know, you don't want to say it's a must win, but the Cowboys really can't afford to to lose games at this point just because they've got both the Eagles and the Giants ahead of them right now. You know, you keep thinking, well, the Giants are going to stumble. Well, they mm-hmm. haven't really, except when they played the Cowboys. And, you know, who knows with the Eagles, because just like the Cowboys, they don't exactly have a an intimidating schedule ahead of them. So you, you've kind of got all that, and that's that's why I think the Cowboys need to, to win, and it would be nice if they did win kind of comfortably where they're always leading. But, you know, football is a funny game. Yeah. Uh, State of the maybe, NFC is – NFC East is not what we would have expected, although I did signal the alarm a little bit about the Giants' schedule before the season started. They could get out to a really hot start because that schedule was soft. Well, mm-hmm. it was soft. They've taken some advantages of it, right? I think they got a win maybe when some might have not expected against Tennessee when they pulled that one out of their you-know-whats, but they did come back and do it. Well, now you look at the next three weeks, Jaguars, Seahawks, Texans, Lions, right? That's the next four weeks for the <laughs> Giants before they face the Cowboys a second time. So – like, I don't think it is hyperbole at this point. I agree with you. This is kind of a got-to-win-it game for the Cowboys. It is a must-win. Uh, it is a must-win. Yeah, just, yeah, just kind of to keep pace. They don't They don't have any, any pad. They kind of do if you're looking at just getting into the playoffs, but that's not the goal. That's not what we really want. We want to see them to start clawing their way back into contention for that that NFC East title and, and a shot at a number one seed. And that's what we're going to have to have. And, and it's, it's like I said, there's just, there's more questions about the game than you might think. Uh, you know, we still haven't seen the Cowboys put it all together just because they've been playing with Cooper rush. And as you said, Cooper rush deserves all the credit for doing what he did. He he did more than I think any of us would have expected. After it with him, if we were sitting at three and three, I think we'd be feeling like, well, now we got a chance to make a charge because Dak is back. Sitting at four and two feels so much better. And it exceeded, I think, everybody's expectations, except some of the more rabid diehard fans out there who think the Cowboys can win every game, no matter what. Uh, this is, this is just a great, great place to be given what's happened. And if they can stay healthy, they are, I think one of the most dangerous teams in the NFC. I, I don't think there's much question about that. Uh, you know, because really, you know, the Eagles, and the giants, uh, I, I, don't know if you really look at the Vikings as being a true major threat. And outside of that, what have you really got in the NFC? The, the Packers are having trouble. Uh, you know, Brady and the, the Bucks don't seem to be doing real great of late. The Niners uh, got a defense, but what are they going to do on offense? The Rams yeah. are the defending champs, but they look like they're in shambles outside of Cooper Cup moving the football down the field. 
Uh, yeah, they got I, a real Super Bowl hangover as the winner, which is kind of unusual. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. In fact, I would actually almost look at the dark horses in the NFC and say, like, I'm more scared of them because of the what ifs, right? Uh, yeah. Minnesota at five and one, like, might they really be that good? Atlanta, even could they be sneaky yeah. dangerous with what Marcus Mariota brings to the table and the fact that they still haven't really tapped into Kyle Pitts? So we're getting into kind of a picture all around the NFC, but I think it's worth stepping back and making note of that because part of what makes me feel better about the Cowboys as we go into this game here against the Lions is the fact that I feel worse about most of the NFC than I did coming into the season, right? I kind of gave the Bucks credit for their Tom Brady pedigree, not necessarily considering that they might have their struggles. Now, having said all that, right, there are some guys on the horizon that you should keep an eye on. Arizona, for example, gets back DeAndre Hopkins. Yes, they just lost Hollywood Brown, but they also added Robbie Anderson to make them a little bit more formidable. Uh, there in the NFC West, and we know how dangerous that division is as a whole. You know, I guess part of it, though, for me, and and it's the last question you kind of asked, and I know you jumped into it, but I do want to step back into it just a sec. The defense. Mm -hmm. The defense that the Cowboys bring to the table has been arguably the most consistent unit, not just for the team, right? It's inarguable that it's been the most consistent unit for the Cowboys, it might be one of the most consistent units in all of the NFL. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so and can they lean on this team going forward to potentially ride them to a championship? Yeah. And you mentioned what the Eagles did to Michael Parsons, how they, they managed him. You can bet that people are taking notes, but first off, it's not something that's going to work unless you've got somebody that can bring something similar to what Jalen Hurts does to the table. And there's only, you know one, the there's only one other quarterback in the NFC that I think of for that, right? It's Kyler. Yeah. And then you have to you have to consider that that the Cowboys aren't just going to sit still and go in with the exact same approach. They're going to consider how to do that. You know, on, on two of those plays, one of the reasons they, they did so well was that they had Micah Parsons caught by himself between the quarterback and the receiver. And he had to, you know, either make a choice or as you said, he had to kind of sit there and try to figure out what to do. And he didn't really know. They've got to make sure that if something looks like it's coming along like that, they've got to have somebody out there so Micah can just commit to the quarterback and somebody else can worry about that guy that's going to catch the ball if he th if it's thrown. So I think they'll get that sorted out. Uh, the depth of the defensive line is a great asset. I mean, you know, Dorrance Armstrong is having himself a year. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence may not be racking up the sacks, but he wreaks havoc on almost every play. He's just outstanding against the run, which they need some more run defense. So it's good to see that Quentin Bohana may be healthy and ready to go again because he helps with some of that. They need a little bit more from the linebackers, certainly, on run support. Uh, but, you know, Leighton Vanderish is certainly looking better than I thought he was going to look. Uh, so that's a plus. And, you know, now, you know, if not necessarily this week, but you want to look downstream a little bit, this 
Damon Clark may actually get to the field this year. And I think he is kind of could become a Micah light and really add something to the defense. Uh, you know, he's about out of his 21 day window and it looks like they're going to find a way to get him onto the roster. Uh, you know, he'll probably go in and do some special teams works to start with and get his feet wet. But you know, that's, that's just something to look forward to. But first off, We've got to get through this week. And the only thing you can really control is how you do in your game. Do you perform to the best of your ability? Can you get that win? Can you deal with whatever you have facing you? As I said, this is probably a game where there's less on the Cowboys' plate than many times, certainly less than they had last week. Uh, I'm looking for a win. I'm hoping it's going to be about a 10-point win uh, at the end, uh, maybe with a late touchdown just to make it look better for the Lions. So that would be really good and give us reason to feel a lot better about the team as they go on into the meat of the season now. So, you know, it's we're going we're gonna to get our questions answered, and it's not going to take too long. Well, the big ones, of course. Dak Prescott finally makes his return. The Cowboys announcing that he has been cleared by all medicals to return and fully returning to practice. Obviously, this week means, uh, you know, it's right in line with what Mike McCarthy's plan for his return would be. He had to log a full week of practice before he could play at a game. Well, he's on his way to doing that, so we know what to expect on Sunday. So any predictions you want to throw out there? I guess he kind of already did a 10 point win that the lions make it close there at the end. I think it may be a little bit closer than that, but I don't want to say it's going to be too close. Cause then that will have us questioning Dak Prescott. So I'll say the Cowboys win by eight in the end, make it a little bit sweeter on you. 35, 27 is how this game finishes, but they do put it off enough points to make you feel like, okay, the offense is back. Dak is going to be just fine. And hopefully he yeah, sprinkles out a little bit of, of weaponry on the ground as well. Yeah, if you're looking for a score prediction, I'm thinking like 30 to 20, uh, you know, where the Dak's rustiness leads him to have to call, send Brent Maher out there uh, a few times to get points up on the board. But the defense holds the Lions to a couple of touchdowns and – they pull it out that's kind of what i'm predicting love it well either way we're predicting a cowboys victory against the lions this weekend and it kind of feels trending that way kind of feels like one that they need let us know what you think the cowboys are going to do this weekend whether it's score predictions or you know what you think's going to happen right michael gallup going to have his big game for 100 plus yards maybe this is the week hit us up hit him up at tom Ryle btb you can hit me up at rdub3 on social media and of course you can find all the great content at blogging the boys on the Twitter sphere and at bloggingtheboys.com for next Thursday when we will see you hopefully with the Cowboys staring at a five and two record. For Tom, I'm Roy. Stay riled up on the Cowboys and we'll see you next week.